This is Digester from Ghoul, and you're listening to Thunder Underground. Go forth and kill! Welcome to episode 205 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here, and we've got a jam-packed episode this week. Yes, we do. We've got, this is only the second time we've ever done a double, whatever you want to call it, double interview. Double up, double yeah. dip. Yeah, because we've had a lot. Not a not a double doink like that poor bastard the other day. <laughs> I bet he had a long ride home. But anyway, Chris Collinsworth now. Made a new pop culture for his double doink. Uh, it's the second one. His first one is, now here's a guy. No, that's John Madden. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, that tells you how much I watch football anymore. Right. Send all your hate mail to Trent Shane Halls. My email address is jasonpaulwood1976 at gmail.com. You got the wrong one. but That's, that's an old awesome. one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what we've got is two interviews lined up. And a couple songs as well. Yes. We've got interviews with Digester from Ghoul, as well as three of the members of Child Bite. Yes. Child Bite has been on this podcast before. They've made their return, and we're very happy about that. Totally. Before we get into all that great stuff, we are sponsored by DEB Concerts. Based here in Tulsa, continually bringing in great acts to the ideal ballroom in Tulsa from the... 80s and 90s heyday of hard rock and heavy metal, and that will continue this February with Saxon. Yes, February 13th at the Ideal Ballroom. The Wheels of Steel will roll into Tulsa <coughs> once again. And how amazing that will be. It will be amazing because, first off, their album Thunderbolt that came out in 2018 was amazing. Yes. It made our top 18. Go listen to that. Episode 203. It made my personal number two record of the year. That's right. And it would have been number one had Judas Priest not released one motherfucker of an album. That's right. Speaking of that, both them toured together last year and we had Biff Byford. Yes, we did. On this podcast. Yes. So go back and check that out as well. But in the meantime, get your ass on Facebook and hit up Down for Five or Mud Flux because these two bands are opening up that show. Yes. And they've got tickets. You buy them from them, you save a few bucks. You also help them out as well. You can also buy these tickets directly through Ticketfly. No, hold it. Sorry. Scratch that through Stubwire. Okay. There's too many of those things. <laughs> There's your... Ticketfly, Stubwire, Ticketfuck, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck them all. Right. Just get it through Down for Fiverr Mud Flux. That's right. Uh, because... You know, the, the more tickets they sell, the better it looks for them and for the city. So just do that. And also, like I said, you save a couple bucks. But even if you're coming in from out of town, you can still get them from them. That's of the joy of PayPal or Facebook Messenger payments. All that stuff makes yep. this easy. So make it happen. You are correct. Eddie Trunk will be hosting this show as always. And you need to be there. And then speaking of DEB concerts, they are also... Sponsoring a stage at Rocklahoma. Yes, the they D are. And B processing stage at Rocklahoma. 
It is the former retrospect stage. For those of you who've been out there before, it's one of the three main stages inside the gates. There's the main stage and the two side stages. So you will hear more about that probably next week because supposedly the lineup will be announced this coming Monday. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Monday is, is the lineup announcement. And, uh, I mean, you know, anybody that's interested that, that's remotely into this, their phone will probably break on Monday with all the posts and all of this and all of that going on, you know, when the lineup is announced, people bitching, people loving it, whatever. So that's Monday and you know, you're going to hear from us about it. Yeah. So yeah, but anyways, yes, that's going to be a great stage to check out. And, uh, you know, Doug's got some great things planned, so it's going to be awesome. Yeah. He's promised tons of bands from the Oklahoma area as well as the Midwest. Yes. And that will be going all day this year from noon till, I assume, when the venue shuts down late at night. Hold on to your butts. Definitely. All right. So, coming up, we've got a bunch of... Do we want to play a song before we talk about this other stuff? I think so. Let's let's, do it. Let's do it. Let's just jump into some music here. We're going to play a band out of North Carolina called Top Dead Center. This song is called Lightning.
Lightning from Top Dead Center. That's a band out of North Carolina. You can find that song as well as a couple other songs on their Reverb Nation. Yes. Look them up and follow them. They are playing, actually, if you're in the North Carolina area, they're playing Charlotte on January 20th, opening up for Bubble Flex. That's awesome. That's awesome. Who we've had on this podcast before as well. Yes, we have. Um, Top Dead Center, this is a great song. Um, you know, guitar solos out the fucking yin yang. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, shout out to Judah. Um, and, uh, you know, just a, a great vibe from the beginning, riffage, all that shit. Yeah. So get on Facebook, Reverb Nation, everywhere, follow these guys, give them a like, check out their other songs, do yourself a service, as we like to say. That's right. All right. So speaking of live shows, there's quite a bit going on here in the next there is couple weeks in our area, so we just figured we would give a shout out to some of these shows and some of these bands because most a lot of these bands have been on this podcast. If not, we've played them, that kind of thing. But tonight, there are actually a couple shows going on. We've got Blind Oath with She the Serpent, Constant Pearl, and Death Crown out at Chimera. Okay. And then that that'll be that'll be a barn burner right there. That is, you've got all kinds faces of, will be melted. All kinds of heavy stuff going yeah, on there. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, if you want your stuff a little bit more laid back, it's heavy in its own way. But we've got Jeremiah Kirby doing his CD release show. Sprout the Antihero. Nice. A great friend of this podcast will be on that show as well, along with Timbo Kelly and Alan Doyle, and that's at the Blackbird on Pearl. Okay. All right, so what do we got next? The uh, Friday night. Yes, January 11th. Out at the Shrine, A-Rock will be making their Tulsa debut. Okay. It might be their live debut, actually. I, I think it is. It's uh, it's Josh and JC from Reliance Code. Right. And I don't know if we ever went over that whole Reliance Code thing, but Reliance, I, we probably did. I just forgot. But Reliance Code, you know, band we loved and, you know, we loved from the beginning. They, uh... They have ceased to be, and so out of the ashes of that come A-Rock. Yeah, and like you said, two of the members of Reliance Code, yes. as well as some of their buddies, they formed this band. They're playing Friday night, Tulsa at the Shrine, and they're actually bringing in four other bands as well. And it's, I'm pretty sure all four bands are from out of town. Okay. So this is a great bill to get out there and check out some bands you probably haven't seen before. The Alive, King Caravan, Rival Empire. And Creatures of the Earth. Okay. And then, the same night, our buddies in Let's Slip the Dogs are playing Friday night at Ed's Hurricane Lounge. Yeah. And the event made it sound like it's them all night long. Well, they they definitely could fill a whole night, that's for sure. They're playing their original stuff. They're playing some covers. And these guys, if you're not familiar with them, are insanely talented musicians yes and their covers i assume will be a wide variety of all kinds of stuff because you can hear in their music influences that range all over the place as you heard in the podcast when they were on here a few months ago yes coming up after that we got a big one well metallica's coming somewhere in there but we don't need to mention that you all know that yeah that's i mean (laughs) that's you know we're getting into the real shit here yeah but a big show next weekend, January 19th, Saturday night, 
at the shrine in Tulsa, Oklahoma, is the Music to Men Mikey benefit. Yes. Miguel Hernandez, Mikey, the drummer from Doxy, had an accident, lost one of his hands, and so they're putting on this great benefit. There's going to be, what, raffles, auctions, all kinds of great stuff. Five bucks at the door, but that's considered a minimum donation. So if you got a little bit more you want to throw in, that yeah. is greatly appreciated as well. And, and you know, you can't go wrong for five bucks. Yeah. So you need to give a little more. The music starts at four. Um, so it's, a, you know, you're going to get a lot of bang for your buck. Um, Garrett Heck, the Paul Benjamin Band, Sweatin' Bullets, Timbo Kelly, Smoochie Wallace, Seth Lee Jones, Brujo Roots, and TFM. Um, so come on. That's a wide range of styles there. Some great stuff there. If you've never seen Garrett Heck, get your ass out there. If you've never seen Paul Benjamin Band. Yeah, and, and I, I saw bands. some, I think it was, I think it was the... I could be wrong here because you know how the social media uh, feed of shit, you know, just jumbles all together sometimes. But I think it was is the church, it, the church, Bigfoot Studios, something I follow on Instagram. And they had Garrett, they were showing Garrett Heck recording. So if he's recording something, I can't fucking wait to hear it. Yeah. that That's my main point, what I'm trying to get to here. Okay. Yeah, I'd seen that on his his page and talked gotcha. about that recently. Gotcha. Yeah. But all right, this what do we got? January twenty fifth, the next weekend. I think that's the Friday night at the Vanguard, the Normandies, follow the buzzards, the big news, and when the clock strikes. Nice. Last nice. time we saw the Normandies was at the Vanguard. Well, when they were part of the Wither Farewell Show. Probably see them again, too. Yeah, they are fantastic. Yes. Along with these other bands. And speaking of, the Normandies will be in Oklahoma City the next night with the big news at 89th, 89th Street. Street. Cool, cool. So, moving into February, Halata Fest, the third edition. Yes, the third annual Halata Fest. Yes. February 9th, Saturday night at the Shrine, Steve Murdoch has put together another fantastic bill. Yes, he has. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, Fist of Rage, I think, is the only band on this bill that has played one of the other Halata Fests. Okay. Which, I could be wrong, but I think that's right. Which is really cool. You know, just keep bringing in new lineups, celebrating the life of John Halata. That's right. Music. It's an amazing night. This thing, like I said, Fist of Rage, 13X. If you haven't heard them, check them out. They are great. Arjuna, Dixie Wrecked, Out of Tulsa, Spook, Razorwire Halo, Killing Katie, The Almighty Murderous Mary. Yes. And Zen Hipster. Did you say Arjuna? Yeah, I did. God. <laughs> I just looked right at it. I'm, I'm out of it. So... Zen Hipster's there. Yes. There you go. Zen Hipster's there. Uh, we are playing the, playing a lot of fest. Very honored to be doing so. Um, you know, we're rehearsing right now, so uh, it's it's great shit. Oh, yeah. You it's going to be a good night. We fucking, uh, we fucking got like half of a three-fourths of a new song going. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, good stuff. 
First new song in how long? Uh, a long goddamn time. Right. But, you know, we, we did, you know, last night was the first rehearsal back. We did that. We kind of fucked around with that for a little bit. Took a break to go watch the Orange Cheeto speak on TV. And then we went back and just did our usual set and, you know, it turned out good. So. Cool. That, that was, that was, that was that. Yeah. But we're looking forward to Hlotafest. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, definitely. For a great cause. Of course. Then we've got, I wrote down Saxon. We already mentioned that. Yes. February 13th. Yes. We've got Mudflux and A-Rock once again in Tulsa at Badass Renee's on February 16th. Nice. See, I didn't know about that when you slipped that one in on me. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah, so you got a chance to see Mudflux there twice in a week. You got two chances to see A-Rock here in Tulsa. Okay. I know they're playing Heroes in Fort Smith. I should have wrote this down. I believe it is next weekend, like the 25th. Nice. So, yeah, just get on their Facebook page and follow them. Say so you're up to date on any of these bands. Yeah. But, yeah, there's tons of stuff going, but those are kind of the ones here in the next two or three weeks of, you know, bands in our area that we wanted to give a shout out to. Okay. We didn't plan this out here. I kind of got stuff written down, but hey, should man, we do one of the interviews? We should here? do one of the interviews. <laughs> yeah. Spread this thing out. Not not to worry. Jason's here. That's that's right. Oh, I just spoke in the third person. That officially designates me as a huge douchebag. <laughs> Fuck me. I did it. I can't believe it. No. Okay, look. I'm here. All is good. We're going to do one of these interviews right now. Okay. Let's do the digester one first. Let's do it. it which is crazy because we're still alive to talk about it. Yeah, I know. I mean, you, this, you'll 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 yeah. understand what we're talking about towards the end of the interview. Yeah. But somehow we were brought back to life. <laughs> All right, here you go. This is Digester from Ghoul. About clearing the streets of acoustic guitars in Austin, like how how successful were you guys in that? Well, uh, every time we go to Austin, uh, the the best part of it is to you know stomp on the skulls of all of the failed musicians, uh, and uh, it, it, this was no exception. It was it was wonderful, and uh, it, it's just a, it, it's just the the biggest graveyard for musicians in the country, and it's just. I, I can't get enough of it. <laughs> well, I was, I was going to say, there's got to be a lot of failed musicians in Austin. Oh, yeah, most You're of busy. them. Yes, yes. That's what they make Lone Star Beer out of, you know. It's the tears <laughs> of failed musicians. <laughs> yes. So what do you look for in other cities that aren't, don't have the plethora of failed musicians? Is there something new in every city you're searching for? We just want a... Uh, a, a, a a small group of willing victims, and that's good enough for us to get us to the next town. You know, just a, like 10 or 15 plump ones that we can decapitate, suck the blood out of, and uh, devour, and then we're, we're, we're good until the next show. <laughs> well, you guys recently came out with this Nazi Smasher song. Yes. And it was part of the, you know, the worldwide organization of metalheads against Nazis, too. Like, how did you guys become involved with that? Uh, I think that guy just asked us if we would want to be part of it, and uh, we had we just happened to have this song 
that kind of fit the bill. So, uh, so we said yes. And, uh, it was, it was only maybe a couple of weeks since, you know, between the time that we said yes and the time it came out. So it was very quick. Okay. So it was a song you guys already had. Yeah. It was in something that we had in the pipe already. Okay. So what's the difference between smashing a Nazi and a normal person? It's just a tiny bit more fun. <laughs> Right. It feels a little better. It feels a little better, yes. Yeah. Nice. It, it makes us feel like we're doing a little bit of good in the world, which we don't really feel that often. So, uh, you know. <laughs> mostly bad. Mostly yeah, bad. Yes, mostly bad. <laughs> mostly we spend our time burning down orphanages and stuff like that. So if we can just do a little bit of good, I feel like it's a little bit of karmic relief. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, last night you guys played in Dallas and it was out, the show was outside. Does that get, does that bother you guys? But as cool, probably not. Last night the show was outside and it was about thirty-one degrees right. or so. And in the beginning of the night it was raining, and uh, it ended up being a, a great show, but it was uh, horrible. <laughs> the weather was not on our side last night, but uh, the crowd was great, and they they you know. They were moshing the whole time and everything, I guess probably to keep warm. It really looked like one of those slurpy machines, just just ice circling. <laughs> Does that is that hard on your voice as a vocalist? No, it's not so bad. I luckily I have a hood on, so it stays pretty warm in there. Right. Yeah. But it was hard on my hands. There were basically blocks of ice for most of the set. Well, speaking of new music with the Nazi Smasher song and everything, do you guys have a new album in the works at all? Yeah, it's uh, it's coming slowly, but uh, I think 2019 is going to have a lot of uh, of writing because uh, there's not we don't have anything planned right now. Okay, yeah. So writing, bring you offering to to the masses. That's right. Nice. Yeah, yeah, something new. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, one in the Lunatics video, I liked how you know. All the fans wore, wore dresses, you guys, and even little kids. That's got to feel like you're reaching people. You're, you're, you're making a difference. Yeah. Oh, sure. We're <laughs> again. We don't do a lot of good in the world, and that's a, an example of us doing evil. <laughs> we are corrupting the minds of tiny children. <coughs> who will we hope will just come to the show so we can kill and eat them? <laughs> but honestly. <laughs> There's lots of kids in here. Yes. Bon Jovi songs. I know. Maybe we should <laughs> slip a couple of ghoul songs into the mix. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be too much long in this interview. We can get back in. <laughs> well, speaking of writing, how do you guys do that? Does everybody in the band write together? Or do you guys write separately, bring it together? Chief songwriter, anything like that? Generally, we write things separately. Um, I'm the chief songwriter, but everybody writes songs. Every Everyone who plays a string instrument writes songs. Uh, and then we will come together and, and kind of, uh, work on them, crap, hone them a little, knock off all the rough edges together as a group. Uh, but basically the, the songs come, uh, separately and then, yeah, they're, they're kind of refined. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we saw on Instagram you were reading the Roger Mir book. Uh, did, did, did you learn to read enough in time to, to, Soak most of it in. I read the, uh, I could read the first couple of pages, uh, but then I just, uh, my brain started hurting. I'm not used to that kind of sustained reading. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not either, so it's okay. 
Billion. Yeah, but it was more depressing than I thought it would be. Yes. You should read a DD Ramon book. It's like that. Oh, I'll have to check that <laughs> out. You'll really want to kill yourself after that one. Yes, Roger Merritt's family life did not seem like it was really a walk in the park. <laughs> I, I own the book, but I have not started reading it. So. But yeah, I noticed uh, in one of your guys' videos, I don't know if it was you or... The other guitarist that had a night demon sticker on the guitar. It might it be. be it might be me okay. because uh, I think I'm the only one with stickers on his okay. guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we've had those guys on, and I know you've toured with them, right? Uh, and you know they're pals of ours. Uh, any good things or bad things to say about the night demon? The night demon. They were uh, very fun to tour with, guys, and I'm not sure that they're so much a band as a some kind of drug front. I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> I think the the music might be tertiary at best. <laughs> that, that's not the first time we've heard something like that. <laughs> no, but they are great guys. Really fun to tour with. Really easy to get along with guys. And great band, like I'm just so so catchy. I can, you know, it's cool that, that people are still writing music like that. That's all right. That's, that's catchy. Right. Don't, don't smash their heads. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you guys have been doing this for quite a while. Are there any other bands that throughout the years you've toured with that you become big fans of? Or? Oh yeah, there's a lot of them. You know, I uh, I really like uh, when we first started out. I really liked Engorged and Funerat, some of the other bands that uh, we were on a label with, and uh, and recently, uh, would be a good band. I always I always have uh, a trouble answering this question, but uh, Black Dahlia Murder. Black Dahlia Murder. <laughs> <coughs> yes, uh, all of the bands yeah. that we're on tour with Pop right Pop. now are really, <laughs> really, really floating the old boat. <laughs> Oh, well, Night Demon is actually a good example of one of those bands that uh, I hadn't heard of before, but they're really great. But, yeah. What are your thoughts on Impelled? Yeah, I haven't heard of them. Who are they? The Impaled. Yeah. Are they, like, exhumed, sort of? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't care for that. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to do this. Well, I'm, I'm happy to be here and... Uh, I'm sorry to say that I'm going to have to kill you both now. <laughs> well, do you let it, will you let us upload this first so people can hear it? Sure, sure, yeah, of course. <laughs> I will do you that courtesy, but sorry that this is the last show. It's over. The last episode. <laughs> you might want to call your families or whoever you need to. We just had our 200th episode, so it's a good milestone oh, to be in the car. Perfect, yeah, perfect. It's working out great for everyone. <laughs> right. Thank you, thank you. There you go. Digester from Ghoul. Big thank you to Liz from EarSplit PR. Definitely. And of course, from Digester to, I guess, sparing our lives. Yes. I mean, we are scum. We are nothing. That is right. And he could have killed us. He did kill us, but somehow the power of rock brought us back to life. (laughs) And, and, you know, that just goes to show you, you know, rock and roll is a religion. God gave rock and roll to you. Two. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> anyways, Trent, I'm here to tell you that this was a great interview. Ghoul is a kick-ass band. You know that they they've got you know they've got their menacing look. You know, digester. I mean, come on. Yeah. Their sound is it's you know straight up fucking thrash. 
I mean, it's like, it's kind of maybe some skate thrash type kind of shit. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I saw him open up for, it was at the show with uh, that, the Black Dog Murder. Yes. And the Mighty Havoc. And they put on a great show. So if they're ever in your area, they tour a lot. Go check them out. They've got tons of music out there. They've been around quite a while. They're starting to pick up steam, I've noticed, over the past couple years. So, and there's look them up. And there's also um, there's also a lot of cool shit on YouTube. Yeah. With Ghoul. I mean, like, whole entire, like, pro shot shows at, like, a festival in Europe. A lot of videos. Um, there's so much, so much content on YouTube if you are a Ghoul fan. So, check it out. Right. All right, well, let's jump into some more music. Let's do this. All right, we've mentioned Mud Flux here a couple times already because they are opening up for Saxon in yes. Tulsa on the 13th, and they're playing at Badass Renee's on the 16th. We've been meaning to play these guys for quite a while here on the podcast. Tulsa band, we're happy to play them. Uh, we met them, great guys and gal. So, I mean, you know, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, this song is called... All I am, am I.
All I Am Am I from Mud Flux. Like we mentioned, out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Very glad to finally get them here on the podcast. Like I said, they're opening up for Saxon the 13th of February. They'll be at Badass Renee's the 16th of February. Just a great metal band here in Tulsa, and we're glad there's bands like this, you know, that just have that that sound that's just steeped in heavy metal, basically. Yes, definitely. They've shot up here in this area, you know, in the past year or so. I know they did a big tour through the Midwest this past fall with Driver. Yeah, they're killing it. They're putting yeah. in the work. Yeah, they've got an EP out, four tracks. You just heard one of them. There's three more on there to check out. So look them up and follow them. All right. We should talk about the We Are Tulsa Music thing. Yes, let's do this. Just to throw this in, because Mud Flux, along with Driver, like I just mentioned, I mentioned some bands earlier, Fist of Rage, Dixie Wreck, that are nominated for awards, Sprout. We're nominated for one. The category is Digital Media Outlet of the Year. It's number 11 on the list. So if you go to Tulsa Music Awards... And then just run down there to number 11, click Thunder Underground. We would appreciate it. It would definitely be a big uh, thrill to us that you cared enough to do that. We'll be your best friends forever. That's right. And ever. <laughs> but, you know, but stick around and, you know, vote for vote for some other acts. Vote for what you're passionate about. That's right. You know? Yeah, TulsaMusicAwards.com. The voting runs through January 31st. The actual event itself is March 9th. At the Ideal Ballroom. And it will feature performances from Skytown, the Normandies, Screaming Red Mutiny, and who am I forgetting? Crap. <laughs> it's okay. You know what? Because I can't You're remember here. either. Okay. It's someone, we, <laughs> it's someone we love. I know that we, much. We dropped the ball on that one, didn't yeah. we? I had well, it written down on the last outline, just not this one for some reason. You know, we're not perfect, you know, so. Yeah. We'll mention it next time. But, you know, I, I will say something. Okay. That, I mean, we're going to these awards. I think me and Mel are going to wear the Dumb and Dumber tuxedos. Where you're going to actually, like, go out and buy them? Orange and blue, top hats, canes, ruffled shirts. It's going to happen. So, are you being serious? Or are you just, like, I'm being this dead out serious. Here? Okay. We looked it up. All right. I'm... I am not serious at all. Fuck. That that would have been amazing. I'm just saying, somebody needs to do it, but not me. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, we will be there, and you can be there too. Yes. Just go to that website, like I said, Tulsa Music Awards. Click on the link to buy tickets. You can buy them right now up till the event. There's this thing will probably sell out, people, because there are yes a lot of bands nominated. So. Just the bands and the nominees are taking up a chunk of the space. So get out there, support Tulsa music, area music. You know, there's bands from outside the area. There's an award for, um, should have wrote that down too. The award for the out of town band that comes yes. here a lot, you know. But anyway. Man, you are just slipping. You're dropping the ball too because you're not belling me out. Well, I don't <laughs> usually I'm up on that. Right. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> All right, so it's time for another interview. I think it is. I think so. So we uh, talked to Child Bite. This one's actually been about a month and a half, or a little yeah. more than a month and a half now, because it was November 18th, November 20th, 21st. 
We went yes, out. it was right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was like the Monday before Thanksgiving. We went out to 89th Street in Oklahoma City for Phil H. and Somo and the Illegals. Yes. And he had Child Bite on tour with him. We got out there, got a chance to connect with them once again about a year. I guess it was a, not last, tw- the summer of 2017. They were on tour with Superjoint and Battlecross. Yeah. And that was actually a time where we talked to Jimmy Bauer from Superjoint. Yes. We talked to Gummy from Battlecross. And we talked to three of the members of Child Bite. That's right. Well, now we've got three of them again, but we've got a little bit different because they've got a new member. Yes. And they had a touring fill-in member as well. Yes. But Sean, the bass player, was on the podcast last time, and he is here again. We've also got Jeremy, the new guitarist, and we've got Ryan Clancy, Sean's brother, who is filling in on the drums as well. Fantastic drummer. That was kind of my thing is we didn't really talk about that show or talk about Child Bite, right? Well, that's true because we were kind of thinking we would. We wanted to save it for this. <laughs> and then so, here we go. It's been almost two months at this point. Well, and it was just, in a, and that's like, you know, that's the good thing, the cool thing about doing this is, you know, we were lucky enough to have a lot of stuff scheduled. So we had interviews stacked. Yeah. So we're just getting them all out now and, and letting everybody hear them. And, and but I can tell you one of the, you know, uh, I love Child Bite. Anytime they're playing live around here, I mean, I can't not see them. It was a, what, a Monday night or whatever. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, you know, go we've, to Oklahoma we've City. We've seen them, what, three or four times now and never seen them in our own town. Yes. That's how much we love Yes. Them. Yeah, exactly. They've always been opening for the bands, bands <laughs> we love as well. You know? That's right. And they're, they're just, they're manic, they're experimental, uh, but at the same time, you know, they're, they're tight and they're heavy. And it's just, I can't, it's so hard to explain. And I think they would probably prefer it that way. <laughs> right. Right. You know, so, I mean, to have these guys on again and to get to talk to them, just killer. Totally killer. Yeah. Sean Knight and Sean Clancy are, you know, the the core of this band that have been there the whole time. They've been around quite a while now. Actually, I think we mentioned it on the, the episode where we talked about the, you know, the illegal show, but yeah. um, Sean Knight got up and sang "I'm Broken" with Phil. Yes, that's right. And he had actually been doing that throughout the the tour. Uh huh. I was talking to him ask, afterward, and just you know, was asking him about it. Yeah. Since he wasn't on this interview, but he mentioned that yeah, Phil kind of just mentioned that as a a song. Hey, you want to come do this with me? Since it had those that that verse. That style of verse that you could trade off and on, you know? Yeah, the kind of the call and response deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, Phil's still killing it. We talked about that, but Sean Knight pulled this shit off excellently. If you're going to get on stage with a member of Pantera and sing a Pantera song, you better do it right. And, and he did. He does. He definitely did. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, and Mr. Knight had to man the merch booth because, you know, they they were – they were going Spartan on this tour. They were helping out the the illegals. Uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, this is a DIY band if there ever was. Oh, totally. And, like and, in every sense, they he does posters not just for his yeah. band for other bands. And that was just another intriguing part of everything that Sean Clancy was telling us. You know, everything that they're handling on this tour and that they how they usually do it, and it's just something that 
a lot of bands really need to take note and take some advice from. Right. Well, there's a little interference with uh, the music going on in the venue because yeah. we were we were outside, but close to the wall. But anyway, you can it, hear enough to bear through this thing. That's how it goes, you know. Yeah. We're, we're we're not the Josta show, okay? <laughs> right. We're not the Joe Rogan podcast, okay? That's right. We're working our way up there, so we do it how we can do it, and you know we like it that way. Yeah, just guerrilla style, right out there on the street. Goddamn right. In the middle of. The heart of Oklahoma City. I wouldn't really call that area the heart of Oklahoma City, but you know what I mean. Hey, we, you know, <laughs> we've done it in wind. We've done it in rain. Uh, we've done it uh, on top of a pile of cinder blocks out in the field behind <laughs> the Diamond member, Ballroom. <laughs> with the we, member of one of our favorite bands. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I mean. We've done it in a two-story RV with a member of Kiss. <laughs> yeah, however we got to do it. But, I mean, isn't that something? Like, when I was, you know, when I was 16 and I'm listening to No Deliverance on, you know, Deliverance, C-O-C, you know, shitting my brains out because that's one of the coolest songs I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> You know, if you had told me uh, you're going to be uh, in 105 degree heat in an open field, uh, sitting on a big, huge pile of cinder blocks with Mike Dean when you're 42 goddamn years old, uh, y- y- that's going to happen, Jason. I would have said you're crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, this is, whatever we got to do. <laughs> that's right. Well, here you go. Sean, Jeremy, and Ryan. Chod bite. Oh, yeah, man, always. There's always a constant struggle of back and forth of being like, I love being on the road, but also just wanting to go home and chill out, you know. (laughs) You're getting home right before Thanksgiving, right? Or is that the last? Yeah, like, well, there's some some talk of uh, the last show tomorrow in Little Rock not happening now, so we might be getting home a day day or two earlier than we thought. So, yeah, so, but we still have to go to New Orleans drop the bus off and then our van is in New Orleans and then we got to drive from New Orleans back to Detroit so oh, try to make it home for Thanksgiving yeah. Yeah. or the day before Thanksgiving actually so because my uh, brother's his other band's playing a show in Detroit that night so we got to get his ass home he was going to fly out of Little Rock but now we're not going to Little Rock so we got to figure out how yeah, to make this that is all just, this just happened yeah, right this is now. happening so within the last like, like hour like Wednesday night so yeah trying to get home by Wednesday night yeah to play another show What's your other band? You uh, Stuftura. It? It's a singer-songwriter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, so as you know, you said earlier there, two other guys the last time. Yeah. Talking talk about getting these guys, you know, primed up and ready, and you know, how, you know, picked them obviously brothers. So. Yeah, I mean, we're lucky to know a bunch of talented drummers. Like, our dem- our bench is kind of deep right now. Yeah. Uh, so we've been lucky to have tap a couple different buddies uh, over the last year so we could keep touring. Uh, Jeremy was the first guitar player we asked, and uh, he's been on pretty much full on ever since. We haven't written any fucking songs yet, which we're going to do this winter. It's happening as soon as we get back from this tour. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to fucking write some songs and work on the future of, of Child Bite. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, we got lucky with Jeremy and uh, lucky that we know a bunch of drummers who are willing to... To help keep the ball rolling for us, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to to Child Bite's credit, you know, it's not the typical just you know riff chugging. There's all kinds of different stuff going on. Was it was it hard to to get on board and keep everything straight? Or well, for me, playing guitar, 
they kind of asked me, and they were about to go on tour to Europe at that time, and they couldn't get me any tabs or show me any riffs or anything, but they, like, sent me some songs. And I have seen them playing around Detroit for a long time, so I knew they were a crazy band, but I never, like, imagined it from the perspective, like, yeah, I'm going to learn this music. Like, I always just was like, oh, I'm going to go see Child by Play a show. And that was it. There was never, like, a deeper thought. I liked it, you know, but I never thought about ripping it. But then, you know, so I'm like, they give me the songs, and I'm listening to it, and i am got my guitar with me and everything. I'm like, damn, like, what the fuck is that? You know, like, I don't even know, you know, like, if this, I don't think it's the right tuning that I'm doing right now. Like, I don't know what going on and so i was kind of freaked out but then as soon as they kind of like they had their old guitar player brandon i think sean worked together and like made up a bunch of like tabs for me they were like kind of like hard to read sometimes but like they were clearly the ideas were there yeah and that helped me so i had like a while while they were in europe at the tail end of that once i got some tabs and then a little bit of time where they were taking a short break of jamming and then we started to jam i think we played like or we practiced a few times like maybe like three or four times and then played like three shows uh with ben moore on drums and then we went on a tour with super joint so then i basically like learned how to be in the band at that point yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of shows a little trial yeah. by fire yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about you were you you were obviously familiar with the band but like uh yeah was um, the the drumming something that you adapted to or were you from your previous work um yeah similar? well i grew up playing with sean so yeah. we kind of came up together playing in punk and, like technical bands like coming up uh, but i hadn't played i actually filled in for child bite back in 2007 okay. um when it was a totally different band but there was like double drummers and like all kinds of weird still weird time signatures and stuff um but this time yeah it had, it had been a while since i'd played complicated heavy music so it was just like yeah, a lot of headphones and just like sitting alone in the basement, just going over it. But also, it's just like you know, coming back and playing with my brother. There's like these little things that he does on the bass where it's just like, oh, I know this change is just coming inherently, just because it's it's the way he does it. He's my favorite bass player to play with. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's great. <laughs> what you, consequently, my favorite drummer. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. Well, what book you guys do previously to this, as far as... Uh, we were in this sort of weird, technical, kind of emo-y, punk, indie rock band called Rescue, and before that we were in a band called Waffle House okay. for many years together. Early 2000s. Early 2000s. 90s, yeah. um, but we hadn't officially played in a band together for probably 10 years. He was doing other stuff, other projects, Silent Years, or what. I had basically, when our old band Rescue broke up, I had almost immediately joined Child Bite. Okay. Uh, and, and and I, I joined every other band. And then Ryan was in a bunch <laughs> of other bands, and I, for whatever reason, I just was in Childbite, and that's just what I did, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Did the band Waffle House make enough noise that Waffle House told you to stop using her name? No, we were still pretty <laughs> DIY. I mean, we yeah. put out a CD, a couple CDs, and some seven inches, and we toured, but like house shows, yeah. hall shows, basically, we were a lot of on the DIY scene, the early two thousands. You know, we probably played two or three hundred shows. But uh, we didn't really make a splash or anything, you know. Yeah. But a lot of people thought we were a ska band. Yeah, a lot of people thought we were a ska <laughs> band. We were not a ska band. We were just weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about what about you? What did you do previously, music-wise? Uh, well, I've been in a bunch of bands growing up. Started playing music when I was a young kid and all that. And there was like a metal scene 
in a small town in Michigan where I was. But leading up to Childbite, I've been living in Detroit since 2009, and I even saw them play before that. But around then, I've always been in bands. I played in this other band called Reverend, and I've been doing that for almost 10 years. And that's basically. And they're still around. They're still playing. Yeah. And uh, we're working on new music too. And that's like how these guys, I think, probably first met me is because we used to play shows together. And yeah. We still have even played shows where we're both. I play two sets. Oh yeah, we made you double down <laughs> back yeah, my, in February. That was my first show. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy, man. It felt like a, like I had like a big trailer like sitting on my chest or something afterwards. <laughs> Well, you mentioned working on a new album. Mm -hmm. Like, these guys in the band now, are they going to be involved in the writing process with you and Sean? Um, probably not Ryan, but maybe if... <laughs> we haven't really talked about it. We don't have a permanent drummer right now, so... Oh, okay. Uh, but definitely Jeremy. We're going to start writing, getting in it. I think what we did a few years back, we were in a similar position. We didn't have a drummer. And uh, we asked a bunch of buddies in Detroit to just jam with us live. So they help us like make like flesh out riffs and help write songs. And then we had another buddy who was from out of town, like kind of come in and do the final pieces and actually record the record. So uh, we might do the same thing. So we might have Ryan involved if he wants and a couple other friends of ours from Detroit. Guys who can't commit to the band full time, but like, hey, you want to get together a weekend, write some songs, whatever. And then we've got a buddy of ours. Uh, in Milwaukee, uh, this guy Shane, who filled on, in for us on a couple of tours, that we might have be the drummer on the record, or you know, but we've got other options, you know. So we just work, you know, just figure it out from there. But maybe just write locally with whoever is willing to hang out. Have you tried to convince smash. him to be full time? I mean, you know, it's on the <laughs> table. But he's got his his other project with Steph Chura is actually they got a new record coming out and they're okay. pretty full time. It's like you know yeah. so. We just happen to be lucky that they were. So, you guys are sort of on a down, kind of waiting for this new record. So he he came with us to Australia when we were there earlier this year, and then uh, and then was able to do this tour for us too. So you know, just kind of got lucky that he was available. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, going back to you know bringing in other uh, outside guys or just friends to write. I mean, that's kind of cool. You don't hear that a lot in yeah. You know in this kind of world you know it's interesting the record that we did that way was fun it was cool we yeah. just we ended up working with like four or five you were a part of that yeah. writing session too and it was like three or four other drummers from Detroit helped us sort of flesh out these like basic ideas you know what I mean yeah. and then we sent those demos to the, our other buddy this guy Moshe who uh, from Toronto who played drums and, and and he would sort of listen to that and he would use some of the ideas that the other drummers but mostly he would just kind of use it as like a starting point and then build yeah. his own drum beats and then we got together and like for a full week just kind of hammered it all out and then recorded the stuff over a weekend and it was cool it was interesting to have everyone sort of influence into the initial start of it and then the final drummer uh, Moshe kind of put his 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 final you know thing on it and it became this totally weird thing we never you know what i mean like yeah. <laughs> you know just kind of didn't know where it was going to go and then when it was done we were like oh that's cool you know? so i think we're just going to do the same thing nice for this record do you guys self-produce and everything or do you bring yeah for in? the most part i mean the record that we did the last full length we did we recorded it at phil's uh studio uh phil and selmo at house core records because he put it out and 
we went and recorded down there with him and he was he was involved in the recording process and the mixing and stuff like that you know and he was a pretty uh you know so he, yeah he, he had things to say or whatever that he's a pretty casual producer but he was involved you know so right. that was the first time we ever worked with someone like allowed that sort of influence into the studio or whatever you know yeah. but he'd be like oh you know you should do this part or more he was really working with sean and the vocals a lot and then had a lot to say about the final mix but in the nitty-gritty like drum and bass tracking guitar tracking he wasn't necessarily like fingers deep and everything he was kind of letting us breathe a little bit and then kind of came in to like sort of mold the final product you know what i mean so yeah but it was cool it was interesting you know but yeah for the most part we're self-produced or try to work with whatever engineers they're doing at the time too if they've got ideas you know what i mean like yeah. we're not really coming from him that's gotta be some pretty cool input to have oh it was cool man <laughs> yeah it was great man i mean he was juiced he was excited and uh you know obviously he was putting out the record so you know what's up work with Phil on the record you guys have toured with Superjoint multiple times and yeah now, now the illegals like obviously from a fan's perspective it's got to be great to work with someone like that but like what's you know what's it like as far as the relationship you guys have built with him oh man I mean he's a super casual punk dude I mean you know he's all about it's all about family it's all about love you know what I mean like he's uh he's been really kind to us and uh and uh like even this 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 tour alone like we're on the bus with them and it's helping us save a ton of much money on gas you know what i mean and uh, oh in exchange for bus like we're just helping with crew yeah you know so we help set up and stuff but we're also using their gear so it's like we're going to set up our own gear anyways you know what i mean it's really not that much <laughs> <Yeah>. extra work <laughs> right and i don't have to drive you know so yeah uh but no yeah it's been cool man he's been really warm and open to us and uh, yeah it's been awesome man it's pretty punk dude, man. It's pretty raw. And you all know? the illegals yeah. are super chill and awesome, too. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, Everybody in the band is on the trip. great. Yeah. Well, talk about burnt offerings. Like, how'd you, okay. guys, how'd you guys curate the, the rarities to pull in for that? Was that, yeah. was that you and Sean working together? Yeah, or? it was basically me and Sean because we had, had, like I said, we had those two guys leave the band, and this yeah. was sort of like a, like a whatever, sort of like a... That, the end, you know, like a wrap up that era of the era, band. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had some demos that were we never released. We had some unmixed stuff that never got released, and then we had a bunch of vinyl only tracks, a lot of the cover songs and stuff, a lot of weird stuff that was like not available digitally or not available in CD or anything. You know, we're like, oh, let's just put all that shit together in this crazy two CD, like way obtuse package. You know, just. Too much music, too much everything, and that'll be sort of like the wrap up of that era. Yeah. And then when we start writing with Jeremy and get into the new era. We can just start start kind of a new path or whatever, you know. Right? I, yeah. I ordered that, but I gave him the shirt because obviously I was too big for it. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, so that like the covers for that, what was it for that, or was it? Stuff no, there was just all the same, stuff that had happened. It all yeah. everything that except for some everything that was on there had happened. Gotcha. Was uh, other places. Yeah. There was like a five-part vinyl seven-inch series of splits that we did with a bunch of Detroit bands where we were covering Black Flag, Dead Kennedys, Minor Threat, Misfits, Bad Brains. And uh, those were like these limited seven inches that we were putting out and giving them away at the shows. Yeah. And those were long gone. So we never had the tracks digitally. They were only available oh, on those cool. seven inches. So we put those on there. And, yeah. you know, a couple other compilations and tributes that we'd been a part of. And we're like, oh, let's just put it all together and really it was a couple of it was probably six seven or eight seven demo songs that we actually really enjoyed the songs but we never fleshed them out or never re, you know what i mean like yeah. one of them we're playing tonight uh uh and uh 
and we're just so that stuff was unreleased but we we're like ah, it's cool let's put it out you know yeah. what i mean like so yeah. so on the ones you're saying demos did you guys go in and finish them out or you just put them on there the way they were we had them remixed we remixed, we remixed okay. them a buddy of mine miko from detroit mixed them for us so we had them they were they had rough mixes and they were fine but we just like gave them to him to just sort of beef them up and kind of right. make them make them feel a little more cohesive you know so yeah yeah, so, I mean, they're not, you know, they're they're raw. I mean, they're, like, you know, kind of like one-take live, dem- you know, stuff. But it was in, like, real studios, you know what I mean? They sound yeah. good. They're totally fine. You know? but, uh, was yeah. that pretty much everything you guys had, or is there still that was it. there? That was it. That was it. I'm pretty sure that was everything. Yeah. From, like, that specific era of the band, there might be some really early, early stuff where we even had different members. But it, it thematically wouldn't have made sense, because our band, I don't know if you've gone deep, like, would changed sound over the years. Like, you know, it's like... It's it's always been weird and strange, but it went from like more like avant-garde, like Devo, Brainiac kind of weird synthy strangeness stuff to to got we just got heavier and heavier. You know what I mean over yeah. the years. So you know, so there might be some weird like early early jams. Like we used to have a saxophone player in the band. And, uh, Sean used to play keyboards and stuff. So there's been a full evolution of of child bite so there might be some weird early early stuff but that wouldn't have made sense but but for the era of like with those two guys jeff and brandon were in the band and uh and a previous drummer ben moore you know that that stuff it just made sense i don't think we're sitting on anything else that was the that was the culling that was (laughs) that was it yep that was now now it's time to make a whole bunch of more stupid shit that no one listened to you know Well, as far as the new stuff, you guys obviously thinking 2019 sometime. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we want to, you know, yeah, that's the, that would be the goal to have sometime out 2019. Okay. Yeah. But no, there's no studio dates booked. We don't even have a song written yet, so right. it's like, you know. But hopefully, we can record fe- February, February, March, April, somewhere between late winter and spring. We can actually record and, yeah. you know get a full length out man make it happen but we also talked about doing some split seven inches and stuff trying out some you know songs on like an early early versions or phases of, of songs and stuff so that might happen sooner i don't know yeah thinking new orleans again or are you guys gonna do somewhere else yeah uh as far as recording yeah oh no i think we're gonna go somewhere else for oh, sure okay. if we do the album we've been talking about potentially going to electrical audio in chicago with uh steve albini's studio and we've been oh, talking yeah. about going to uh we almost went with uh kurt Ballou at some point uh at his studio god city uh so i don't know we haven't made any decisions yet it's just the ideas we're throwing around and we'll sort of see where the songs go and maybe use that to dictate where we decide to record at you know but if we do any like one-off stuff we'll probably just record locally we got some buddies that we like and work yeah. with so yeah. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate your time. No, yeah, fuck yeah, man. Thank you. Hell yeah. There you go, Sean Clancy from Child Bite, along with Jeremy Wayne, or sorry, Juan, the new guitarist for Child Bite, and Ryan Clancy, who was touring as a fill-in drummer while they're searching for a permanent drummer. There you go. So if you want to be a drummer for an up-and-coming, it's up-and-coming a long road to get to where they're at now, but they are on that cusp, I think. Yes, definitely. Hit these guys up. I don't know if they've found a drummer yet or not, but you'd be lucky to be in this band, I think. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> would. So big thanks to all them, and a big thanks to Liz from Earsplit PR, as always, for all the amazing help that she does for us. Exactly. And thank you to Sean Knight as well, you know, for being accommodating and 
making this thing happen as yes. well. So like I said, if you have not checked out Child Bite, do it. Their album Burnt Offerings, which came out last year, had a ton of B-sides unreleased like you heard Ryan talk about, excuse me, Sean talk about in that episode. And there's covers as well. And they've got their album previous to that. And hopefully we'll hear new music from them here in this year, 2019. That's right. All right. So we've rambled about all kinds of stuff. I mentioned earlier when we were talking about Ghoul that they were on tour with Havoc and the Black Dahlia Murder. Okay. Well, coming up here shortly, should be this next week, we will have an episode with Trevor from the Black Dahlia Murder. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a very fun one. And I know that this band has a diehard fan base. So if you're one of those people, check that out. Even if you're not, check it out because it's a fun interview. And then, like we mentioned earlier, Metallica is next week. That's right. As well as the Music to Men Mikey Benefit. Sunday night, next Sunday night, the 20th, is Corrosion and Conformity, Crowbar, Mothership, and Weed Eater at the Diamond Barroom in Oklahoma City. I mean, so, and then, Jesus Christ. Around that same time, Jason will be on Metal Tells from the Road, which is an offshoot of the Metal Up Your Podcast. It's, well, it's a series of Metal Up Your Podcast. Yes. Where they interview people that go to shows, and Jason's going to be the guest talking about the Tulsa show. I sure am. So that's all that week. So that following week, we'll have our review of the Metallica Tulsa show, as well as a very long interview with Clint Wells, half of Metal Up Your Podcast. Definitely. We go into all kinds of Metallica stuff, Kiss stuff, general rock stuff, songwriting stuff. If you're getting geeked up for the Metallica show and you just can't get enough content, uh, look up Metal Up Your Podcast. It is the premier Metallica podcast. I mean, these guys have, uh, you know, they've been doing it for two years. Uh, they they cover everything. If you can think about it, it, they've covered it. They've had Ray Burton on. They've had um, guys that are on the Metallica's crew on. Uh, they've had um, Michael Wagner, who, you know, uh, worked on, um, who mixed uh, Master of Puppets, I think. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, uh, Michael Alago, who, you know, signed him to Electra. There's so much stuff. If you are a complete Metallica freak like I am, this is the place to go. And, uh, you know, it'll get you ready for the show next week. Does that cover it? I guess. I think we went over everything. Yeah. I feel like there should be something else, but we can save it for another time. Because yeah, we yeah. mentioned about 14,000 bands in this episode. It's yeah, I know. Cool. I mean, it, yeah. Cool. We, we went <laughs> everywhere and we just kind of, you know. Uh, like Johnny Cash, we've been everywhere, man. By God. Um, don't make me start naming cities. <laughs> <clears throat> it was just like stream of consciousness episode. Yeah. We just kind of let it all out. We don't know where it went. Some of it might be wrong. We don't give a fuck. Eat a dick. I'm going to edit it out of order. It's going to be like, yeah, why what's not? that movie with it's, Guy Pierce? Uh, oh, uh, fucking M- uh, Memento. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be like a Memento fucking Pulp Fiction podcast where the end's going to be the beginning <laughs> and, you know. Whatever, you know, <laughs> right. just take the syringe and hit the red dot right there. <laughs> right. That's a good tagline for this podcast. Take the syringe and hit the red dot. Dude, hashtag <laughs> bitch. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of this podcast, we appreciate you listening as always. If this is your first time, we've got 204 previous episodes you can check out. We recently did our best of 2018 where we go over 
tons of albums from last year. We've had on guys from, let's see, this this podcast featured guys from two pretty heavy bands. Mm-hmm. We've had on guys from Death Angel, Overkill, Battlecross, Allegion, Miss May I, Seven Dust. Who else is heavy? Um, <laughs> he is Legend, there you go. Megadeth, yeah. uh, Crowbar, COC, uh, Spirit Caravan. Yeah, and then we just go wherever we can, wherever we want. And that includes the stuff from the melodic rock, glam rock era like Warrant, Great White, Tesla, Dokken. We've had on Gene Simmons and Bruce Kulick. We've had on Shooter Jennings. We've had on all kinds of people, so go look it up. Yeah, we've had Lenny Lashley from Street Dogs. There you go. Ian Moore. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll get out there. We don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> SoundCloud.com backslash Thunderdash Underground. You can also listen on Google Music, Stitcher, Mixcloud, TuneIn, and, of course, iTunes. You can listen to us every Monday night on 1027WSNR.com at 7 p.m. Central. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Click, share, like, heart, whatever the fuck it allows you to do. <laughs> you can even give <laughs> us one of the angry emojis. We don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Just react somehow. As long as you react, it helps us. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. Thunder Underground, y'all.